Welcome to Reality with the King. It's me, Carlos King, the king of reality TV and one of the most sought after executive producers in reality television with over 10 years of production experience. Once a week on Reality with the King, we'll sit down with my friends across the entertainment industry, recap our favorite reality shows, and revisit unforgettable moments that we are still talking and tweeting about. Hey, Raindrops. Welcome to another episode of Reality with the King. So look, Raindrops, we have to talk about Vanderpump Rules Part 1 Reunion. I have a lot to say, but before I get started, I could not do this episode alone. So I am here with my boy, Evan Real, who is the senior TV reporter at the New York Post and host of podcast Virtual Reality. So welcome, Raindrops. Evan Real. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Carlos. I am happy to be here again and to talk about part one of the Vanderpump Rules reunion. I haven't fully recovered. I don't know if you watched the uncensored pumped up version on Peacock, but that if you guys have not watched that version, that is the version to watch because the like shots that are fired, especially from Lala and James's direction uncensored is it's so good. It is so good. So wait, is it uncensored because they don't bleep out the curse words or are we also seeing new like footage that did not air on Bravo? Both. So you're definitely hearing all the curse words. And then there are a few little moments placed in that we didn't see in the version of the reunion that aired on Bravo. I think one of the revelations was that Sheena was told by Raquel that Tom told Raquel that they that that Tom and Ariana were in an open relationship. So he oh. he was the one spreading the rumor as Ariana suspected. Like it came from him. I told my raindrops Evan that I don't watch Vanderpump Rules. I caught season 1 a couple of episodes of season 1. I was like, "Oh, this show is good." But for some reason, it was never on my radar in terms of appointment television, right? Mm-hmm. But I never like Tuesdays. I'm watching VPR. That that wasn't me. Long story short, Vanderpump Rules has been off the grid for me for like ten years. Did like I, I I have no idea. The scandal obviously rocked the world in which I get paid money to do, which is reality television. So of course I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I did a deep dive. And then I must report, I caught the finale, which was one of the best hours of television that I've seen in a very long time. And then I caught the reunion, and I had no idea. Vanderpump Rules was ratchet. I am obsessed <laughs> with it. I am. I called the show Love and IHOP. Oh, it is... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> love and IHOP, that's amazing. I love that. Yes! This show is Ratchet. And and listen, I like Ratchet TV. It is so fucking good. I am super obsessed with this woman named Lala Kent. She, uh, no, listen, you all are hearing a newfound fan of this show. Lala Kent is probably top 10, one of the most gorgeous women on Bravo. She is sexy, sultry. She's such a bitch in a complimentary way. (laughs) And this little James Kennedy is as hood as they come. The way he got up, Evan, 
And and the fact that Andy had to like physically hold him away from charging at Sandoval. And then I'm like, because Evan, I used to do the Atlanta reunions of, of Housewives, obviously. Honey, we had security yeah. of those reunions. And I'm like, wait a second, no security. So let's get started into this. That reunion was tens across the board. And I am now a fan of the show of Lala, James Kennedy, and I'm going to gag the girls. The times are hot. The times are hot. Okay, that is a brave opinion to share in the current (laughs) climate, Carlos. Okay, so... Raquel was asked this question on Watch What Happens Live, which Tom is hotter? And at the time, when we thought she was just smooching on Schwartz, she said Tom Sandoval. This was pre-Scandoval, so it was like, oh my god, wait, what's going on here? So I'm going to ask you the question, Carlos, which Tom is hotter? Okay, if I answer, would you answer it too? I'll I'll, I'll share my answer too. Okay, okay, fine, I'll go first. Okay, because listen, I'm honest, I'm honest, okay. Again, I don't know the backstory. This is somebody who's now watching the show based on the finale and the reunion. And yes, I know all about what an asshole Sandoval is. So I get it. Now, I'm being very honest when I say this. Tom Sandoval is, is Johnny Depp sexy. He, he reminds me of a young Johnny Depp. Um, he reminds me of Luke Perry. You know, that, that, you know, from 90210, rest in peace. Sandoval is like, he's, listen, he is the quintessential villain and he looks villainous. He's a villain, but there's something, let's have a real conversation. Every girl and gay guy, we, whether we used to or still, there's always this mystique of the bad boy, right? Sandoval is a badass. He's a bad boy. The mustache, the 12 pack abs, how ripped he is. He's, he's, He's a looker, but if I had to choose who I would like marry and like settle down with and like have gorgeous kids, Schwartz is boy next door pretty, and that's more my speed. Because like, I look at Sandoval like you're good for one night, like like bend me over, do, do like have your way with me, do whatever you can. But I know this is one night only. Whereas Schwartz, I'm like, can you meet my parents? Let's let's have a baby. Like shorts is boy next door beautiful. So I would go with shorts. Okay. I appreciate your <laughs> vulnerability here, Carlos. And I I agree. I'm I would pick shorts. Like shorts is the one if I had to invite into my bedroom, I would invite shorts. He he has a beautiful face. Like, I honestly think yes. that shorts has such a he has a very very cute face. Um, but I, you have to do your, uh, Vanderpump rewatch and like do the whole like 10 season situation. Katie, who used to be with shorts famously said that his dick doesn't work. So <gasps> he has a pretty face, but I don't know if the equipment were, so I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Carlos, I think it's best for us to stay away from both of them in this moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? So wait, shorts doesn't have a working dick. According to Katie. Okay, when you say working, meaning does he need Viagra to get it up or or it gets up, but there's no motion in the ocean if you catch my drift? The details are unclear. We don't really know. 
the the insult came out of Katie's mouth. I think she was just looking to hit Schwartz where it hurts, and I think she did because Schwartz has maintained that his dick does, in fact, work. So the jury is still out whether it works or not. We should ask Joe. Oh, you know the little side piece that was hanging oh. out in the apartment that Katie was not vibing with. That Katie has called spooky. That Katie has called a creep. Why? I, I wonder why we didn't get a Joe appearance on the season, especially if she was like living in the apartment, I guess. Like I, I, I would imagine production went to her and was like, do you want to film a few scenes girl? Right. Or no. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And the way you said I'm brave to admit that Sandoval's gorgeous. I'm sure she was like, look, bitch, you're not going to get me back on this show <laughs> during the scandal because I don't want to get canceled. Right. Yeah. Like everybody wants to stay away from it. And that's why, look, I appreciate Raquel for showing up. I mean, she may need to check, but I still appreciate it. What did you think of this sort of frivolous PR stunt of a restraining order having to sit in the trailer a hundred yards away, like a full football field away? And meanwhile, she's like literally like watching as if she's like snacking on popcorn carlos when she like has her chin in her hands like this like it's it's hysterical but also kind of terrifying and maniacal like where does it land with you and your soul when you watch that oh honey she's a villain so listen i love talking to you because obviously you are an esteemed journalist you are a reporter and you're a fan of the show and raindrops all the housewives and Bravo celebrities, even Nivea, like everybody loves him, Evan Real. Evan, oh. everybody loves him. So I look at it also from a producer standpoint, right? I find Raquel so interesting because there is something maniacal about the fact that you did this restraining order for reasons we know, which is you don't want to, you want to deal with it, but you don't want to deal with it. So you're playing this tug of war between, I like being famous, but I'm being, I'm becoming infamous and I'm trying to figure out which path to take, right? She obviously is a pretty girl. She's a pretty girl. And she comes across very dainty and a little bit dingy. And I think it works for her. So as I'm watching her in the trailer, watching the show, she, <laughs> Raquel, I think you're pretty. You look crazy. Like she looked crazy to me. Cause I was like, <laughs> yes. what are you? <laughs> she, emotionalist. It, yes. She does look crazy and emotionless. And it was just like, so jarring. Well, the one time she kind of perked up was when James and Sandoval were having that like near physical brawl altercation situation. Meanwhile, Andy's trying to ask the question, when you started hooking up with Raquel, why don't you just end it with Ariana? And as like all the chaos is happening and Sandoval isn't able to answer the question, Raquel's like sitting in the trailer. Like, I really want him to answer this question. <laughs> like answer it. I want to hear like, what? what? What do you think he's going to say? It's like she was waiting for some, like, I don't know, like, loving a soliloquy or something. Like, what? <laughs> the reason they're fighting, the reason they're, like, hitting each other is because of you. And she's like, uh, honey, oh, I hope, like, Sandoval has some sweet things to say about me. So let's 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 get into it. OK, so when the reunion first started again, I love this recap because I'm a boy with fresh eyes and I'm watching it based strictly on the scandal and congratulations, Bravo. 
you now have a new fan of this show and you trust and believe I'm watching next season, right? Okay, what is going on between Lala and Lisa Vanderpump? So, we got to talk about it, honey. Lala, who gives you a good old Heather Locklear tease, okay? Lala is the Heather Locklear of Vanderpump Rules. She's a gorgeous blonde. She's a villain. I love Lala so much. I watched this Randall documentary on Hulu and got my entire life for one hour and 45 minutes of that fucking scandal. We'll do another recap later about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm all about Lala. I'm all about her podcast. I'm all about her t-shirt line, Send It to Daryl, which is Daryl Miller, her attorney, who also represents Angela Bassett and used to represent NeNe Leakes. Just some background tea for you guys. He's wow, a I didn't know that. Oh, Daryl okay, Miller. Darryl. He also used to represent Kenya Moore. Uh, um, Daryl Miller is like a legend. Uh, oh, he's an icon. Yeah. So he has everybody again from Angela Bassett, esteemed Golden Globe winning actress, to Lala Kent, a Bravo celebrity who is making money from the show and the podcast. Okay, so I'm watching it, and I haven't seen Lisa Vanderpump since she. Exodus stage left on Beverly Hills when she by Kyle like that was the last time I saw Lisa Vanderpump in action. So when she came out wearing the black version of Giselle Bryant's reunion dress, which you know Shay Lisa looked great in it. I just put that together. Wow. Yeah. It was the black version of it's the black. Yeah. Uh-huh. My, okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I'm a fan. Oh, all good. Love it. Right. So when. Lisa Vanderpump, which we got to do a deep dive into, Evan, because you watch the show. Mm-hmm. When Lisa Vanderpump started to defend Tom Sandoval, well, 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 don't call him dangerous, darling. Don't call him dangerous. That's a very strong accusation. Don't call him dangerous, right? <laughs> and Lala's like, I, pretty much paraphrasing, Lala's like, I didn't ask for your fucking opinion. And I was like, oh, these people do not respect Lisa Vanderpump at all. And Lisa Vanderpump looks shocked. What the F is going on on the show to where Lisa Vanderpump, from my understanding, she's their boss. She's the grand dom. The show is named after her. But I get the sense that they don't respect her and she's gagging because the way you control those 90210 bitches, you're not able to do that to these millennials yeah i was honestly so shocked to see lala come at lisa vanderpump that way i'm not saying i didn't enjoy it like i was absolutely living for it because i love when anyone sort of like defies authority whether i agree with it or not i certainly like feel the rush watching it um but i think with lisa vanderpump you know only the only person really truly working at the restaurant is raquel like that's the only full-time cast member working at the restaurant i don't i don't even know how much she like really works there so she's the the only sense of boss she is to these kids is like as an ep of the show like she's not really their like boss at sir any longer and i also think that these kids lives are becoming so interesting as they get older and lisa's role in their lives is sort of decreasing and i've seen like a lot of people on social media talk about like is Lisa really essential to the show anymore? Should we just like let her go? It's kind of like, you know, she kind of has to like insert herself because she's like an EP. Her name is on it. Like she is the reason this show exists. Like I feel like we're like in an interesting era right now where we're like figuring out how, 
how we move forward with or without Lisa. And I think that that's registering in the cast members' minds. They're like, well, you don't really like, I can say how I feel and I can reject your opinion, Lisa Vanderpump, because you really don't have any pull over me anymore. It took some balls. Yeah. It took, it took balls, testicles, everything to stand up to Lisa Vanderpump because I'm just reminded about how the housewives of Beverly Hills used to be so afraid of her. I mean, my favorite housewife, Kyle, called her Bobby Fisher, right? Like, the game that she plays. So to see Lala stand up to her, I was like, oh my gosh. And even James Kennedy kind of also defended himself against her. And in that very moment, what I saw was Lisa Vanderpump realizing she lost control of the cast. She doesn't have control anymore over this show. The cast the cast barely wanted to respect Andy. Like the fact that they kept talking over him and the fact that James Kennedy, who deserves an Oscar, Emmy, Golden Globe, Razzie Award, his performance was so fantastic. Um, it, was, it was fascinating to watch, but do you think that Lisa was defending Tom? Yeah, I mean, I, I think she was. And I think that also added to the lack of respect that the cast showed her as a whole because obviously no one is messing with tom right now and the fact that she was sort of like defending him in in any like she could have she was defending him i think pretty like lightly like i just but you can't get away with any defense of tom sandoval right now so i think that that definitely like impacted the way that they spoke to her because they're like what you're not gonna do is defend tom sandoval in this moment so yeah and like even i was at a panel the other day because the vanderpump rules is coming for an an emmy they they did a whole fyc event and they want to be considered for an Emmy. And Wait, so hold up, Evan, because we got to break this down to my raindrops, okay? okay? Just so you all know, when it's time to... So let me tell you all what happened, okay? So when a show is nominated for an Emmy, there's a campaign that the movie studios do, the television studios, television networks, production companies, you campaign for your show, movie, etc the actors, whatever, to be nominated, okay? It's a campaign. You have to submit a nomination. And the Television Academy is a group of people in the industry, and they have to vote for which ones can even make it in the nomination category, then wins. So what FYC means is for your consideration. So if you live in L.A., girl, go to Sunset Boulevard, and you will see tons of billboards with FYC, because the studios are campaigning for an Emmy nomination. Now, look, when it comes to reality TV, unless you're Shark Tank, RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> or Amazing Race, you typically don't get nominated or even win an Emmy in the docuseries category, which is Vanderpump Rules, Housewives, etc. So, Evan, tell us what is happening with Vanderpump Rules campaigning for Emmy nomination. I mean, they had a big FYC event. It was a panel discussion and this a big, like incredible party afterwards to sort of like, I don't know, make the Emmy voters fall in love with the series. And it, it was inc- honestly, it was incredible. Like Lala and Sheena showed up to this party. They're taking pictures with Emmy voters. Like, get, you know, like they're like getting everyone excited. There was a whole, um, a nod about the pasta bar. There were like themed cocktails. Like it, it was a whole thing. It was really, really cool. But before we got to the party, 
already there was a panel between Alex Baskin, who's the executive producer, and Lisa Vanderpump. And it was a conversation moderated by Essie Cup from CNN. And when Essie Cup was asking about Sandoval, even on the panel, Lisa did what, you know, was kind of defending Tom. Like she, I'm, and I think that because maybe she's in business with him is a reason why she yes. defends him because they've had like a decade plus relationship because what was so a little jarring was Lisa's defense and of Tom and the empathy that she has for him juxtaposed against the way she talks about Raquel, who she even called Rachel at some point, like shut the fuck up. What? Yeah. Yeah. Like Lisa called her Rachel at one point. So it's clear that Lisa and you know, from what I see has more respect for Sandoval than Raquel, which is just so interesting. And apparently Raquel is off the grid. She's at the mental health facility. Lisa says she hasn't heard from her since the reunion. I asked Alex Baskin if he had heard from Raquel and he said he hasn't heard from her directly, but he is getting updates from her team, from her family who say she's doing well, but I don't know if you saw now the family is trying to get the FBI involved. They want FBI protection for Raquel because apparently she is getting tons of death threats. Yeah. Like the FBI is getting involved. What? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So look, I, I, I have to say this. Bravo fans, reality fans, all like all, all, all of, even me and Evan included, we're still fans of the show. It's one thing to have an opinion like we're having now, but you see the difference is we're not tearing Raquel down. We're having fun. We're laughing at obviously the, the, the moments within the show. You guys got to stop bullying people on social media. You can't sit up here and say mental health is important and you harass and bully people you, you can't, it doesn't go hand in hand. Listen, right? Kel made a mistake. I was about to say she made a mistake, but that's even like reaching. So I'm not going to, uh, whatever. Let me stop. She, it wasn't a mistake because a mistake you kind of do once and not continuously. So Carlos King, you need to stop. It's not a mistake. So I checked myself in the moment before y'all do. Okay. Raquel did something abhorrent, right? You don't sleep with your best friend's man. Like, that's like, Girlfriend 101, period, okay? But it doesn't mean that gives us the right to bully and harass somebody to the point where they're checking into a mental health facility, allegedly, and is now getting the FBI involved. Like, Evan, this is serious. I know, and I, I so I know that the family has put in the request to have the FBI protection. I don't know if the FBI is willing to take this on. <laughs> I don't know if they have it in their schedule to take care of Raquel. Um, But yeah, I guess the family is really worried. Okay, so let's get back into all of this. One of the things we saw at the reunion, Evan, (laughs) Tom Tom, not having the same story of timeline, okay? So Tom Sandoval alleges in his one-on-one with Andy, which by the way, was super genius to do the one-on-one so that you can make sure, which listen, so smart. You want to make sure that without the peanut gallery, you're able to say how you feel without any interruption. And also to make sure that what you say can be used against you in the court of, of, of a reunion. Okay. So Sandoval alleged that the affair started around August. Okay. Uh-huh. That 
That's what he said in his one-on-one with Andy. However, on this on the main stage with everybody, Shorts said the affair started in January. So their stories are not corroborating. And listen, I know Schwartz is trying not to get canceled. He's trying to protect the business. So is Lisa Vanderpump. So he's trying to make sure that at least his hands are clean. And I think at the end of the day, Schwartz, you, the, the jig is up. You have to just come. I think if Schwartz comes clean and say, look, I did something equally abhorrent. I should have never allowed my best friend to use my home to have an affair on his girlfriend. And then when they show the flashbacks of shorts intimating, like what Raquel's here, because she wants to see somebody, you know, closely. It's like, dude, give it up. So what was her thoughts when you realized their stories weren't the same? Well, I love Lala Kent for calling it out like, oh, did you not get your link short? Like, timelines to match up that was so good but i think that yeah i think it was just sloppy coaching on sandoval's part i i think that as ariana mentioned the dude likes to coach his minions and right now he has raquel and he has schwartz and maybe he spent a little bit too much time coaching raquel because then when it was time for schwartz to get in the hot seat it didn't match up with what he thought you know like what he told Andy. but like you said it was so great that they did those because now we can see the discrepancies and you see more of Tom Sandoval's true character. Do you think Tom Sandoval can survive this scandal? I mean, <laughs> I, I just like right now, I can't see him ever recovering. Like, I feel like he will be just sort of in this perpetual state of hate from the Bravo fandom. Like, I, I just can't, like, I can, I can see maybe like i think schwartz will end up being all right like he you know like he's gonna be okay i i don't i hope that raquel is just like physically and mentally okay um yes but, you know sandoval he's out here torn like he's still continuing his tour um so i mean i guess there's did you buy tickets i'm not buying tickets unfortunately i have been to three of his shows is he good i mean ah! I, Pre Scandival, I was enthusiastic about his enthusiasm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> now, could I bear to listen to 25 covers? Like, do I need to hear him do like the like Bee Gees? No. Like, I, <laughs> I never need that moment in my life again, like ever. But yeah, I have been to three of his concerts. I was there the night that Ariana found out. <gasps> yeah i was i was there because he he was performing his songs his first like original single superstars at tom tom like pegged to the episode that was airing that night and so i i was invited the the only reporter invited to interview him because i you know i i, I one time wrote this music feature on tom sandoval and like i said i was enthusiastic about his enthusiasm and so, by I the think, way, but not to cut you off, Evan, that is probably the most shadiest read that I have heard in a long time. <laughs> I'm going to use that shit. I am enthusiastic about your enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, that's a read. Continue, Evan Real. Yes, use it, use it. Um, so, yeah, 
I wrote this music feature and then I kept getting invited to all these concerts because he loved this music feature so much. And then it was like this full circle moment, like being there the night that, you know, his world kind of like upended. And then now he's lucky if I say I'm enthusiastic about his enthusiasm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the show for anyone who goes like bring your snacks, bring your Gatorade. You need to prep because it is a very, very long show and you don't know when it's going to end because I think that sometimes he just likes to add more and more songs because he truly loves the sound of his own voice. (laughs) And from what I've seen on social media, even though he likes to extend these shows, I don't know how much he likes to sort of mix up the set list because I, I do keep hearing like the same songs. Like he loves doing Stacy's mom. And one day it's Raquel is not the one for me. The next day it's Raquel is so hot for me. So he's like, he's trying to like, keep it interesting, keep you intrigued. But the people who are showing up to his shows are like, they have like signs that say like team Ariana and like fuck Sandoval. Like they're like, they're not, it's not fans showing up to the concert. No one's enthusiastic about his enthusiasm anymore. They're enthusiastic <laughs> about dragging his ass. That's clearly what it is. That, but but you know what's so funny about that? At the end of the day, y'all are still buying tickets. So you're putting money. In... <laughs> Isn't that so? That, that's think... true. But he's also been having trouble selling out shows. And so like now tickets are BOGO. Like you get a BOGO deal with the tickets. Like buy one, bring a friend for free. That's where <laughs> we're at, Carlos. Honey, not a coupon deal on Groupon, honey. Wow. I know. Okay, listen. All right. So we're talking about next season now because Carlos King is officially a VPR stand. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm invested, but I'm only going to be invested, everybody, if I'm getting Ariana, Raquel, and Tom the same season. So there has been rumors, Evan Real, that Ariana has said, I'm not filming with them, which to me is the kiss of death for any reality star. You never say what you're not going to do. You don't give ultimatums mm-hmm. because you get fired. I've seen it happen oh. firsthand. Don't don't ever do that. Can Ariana have the power to say that? And if so, and be very honest, seriously, are we interested in Vanderpump Rules without seeing no interaction between Tom, Raquel, and Ariana? I think the cast and producers need to figure out a way to make that happen. I did ask Alex about that the other night when I saw him. And what he did say was like, look, like Tom and Ariana like still live in the same house. So even just like the, lo- the logistics of that connect them. So if cameras go up tomorrow, they still live in the same house. So you are going to kind of get that awkward scene where they cross paths in the house so like there is a way to make it work i mean like you mentioned ariana said she won't doesn't want to film with sandoval or raquel I, there there's got to be like some sacrificial lamb who's willing to be the sort of like conduit for connection and the only person i can think of and i love her so much She's such an icon. She gives everything to her job on the show is a Sheena Shea. I mm-hmm. think that she could build some sort of, not even a bridge, but be sort of like the liaison between two groups. I'm not saying that she needs to be best friends with Raquel and Tom Sandoval again, but like she did have really deep, strong connections with both Sandoval and Raquel. So I, she would be the only one that would make sense in my mind to be involved in whatever we have to do to make everyone 
work. But Alex has said there is a big twist coming at the end of the uh, reunion part three. It's something that only one cast member and the showrunner is aware of. It's a it's a twist so shocking that it is going to impact how cast members feel about moving forward with the show. So I don't know what the twist is. There was a rumor that that the secret was that Lisa knew about the affair longer than she had let on and didn't tell Ariana. But Ariana has said she doesn't believe that rumor. I did ask Lisa about that and she didn't answer my question. <laughs> so Evan Real has dropped an exclusive on reality with the king. Yeah. Sound effect now, Sierra. Look, <laughs> one thing about Evan Real, because let me tell you, let me tell you about Evan. Evan obviously is super gorge. He oh. is the nicest guy in the world. He is so welcoming. He has the ability to get anybody to answer a question because you're like, fine, Evan, I'll tell you whatever you want. <laughs> So I am gagging that Lisa Vanderpump did not answer your question. I mean, well, thank you for the sweet words. It really means a lot. But yeah, she she put her dancing shoes on and she danced <laughs> around that question. She did. She was not answering it. I was like, uh, and then she like so she has this like great way of sort of like deflecting and talking about something else. And then she talked about how emotional the reunion was and blah, 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 blah. But then she was like, I never give away the game, darling. And I was like, <laughs> so are the fans right? Did you know? It would make sense why she's been defending. I'm Listen, there was something so strategic about her defense of the times. A lot of people said, well, she's in business with them. Um, they own 5% of the restaurant. But it, it, I'm telling you, it was something else. I'm like, I can see that, but it's something bigger. I I think this is that. It could be that, excuse me, because in the words of Kyle Richard, she is Bobby Fischer, and it's chess when you're playing the game of reality TV with Lisa Vanderpump. I don't trust it because she's so, oh, darling, where's Nicola? And, you know, where's Ken? And, you know, my, like, I'm, t there's, because she's, she's so unassuming. She's not loud. She's not ratchet. She's not in your face. She's very subtle. And, and Lisa, bitch, if you're doing that, girl, I got to ask this question before we move on. Can, not even can, is Lisa Vanderpump needed for Vanderpump Rules moving forward? I mean, I think if you ask the chorus of fans on social media, a lot of them would say no. I mean, I know that she feels like a mother and a mentor to a lot of these kids, but, you know, he, even Ariana said on the reunion, like, if you keep up a relationship with Tom, like, I'm just not going to be as close with you. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hang out at Tom's Tom. I'm not going to come to Sir. Like, I don't, like, I just don't want to be around you if you're going to be around Tom Sandoval and like continue on with this relationship. And I think that at this point, like 89.99% of the cast feels that way too. So I, I think in this current moment, the cast would be more than happy to film without their mama. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't, yeah, it feels like, I don't, it feels like some of the fans and a lot of the cast don't think she's necessary. And let me just say again, as somebody who just started watching it, Based yeah, how do on you feel? Oh, she's not needed. Oh, no, oh. that's it's, it's easy for me. Let me tell you something. 
And when I say this, to me, it's a compliment. I didn't know Bad the Pump Rules was ratchet. I really, I was like, these kids, listen, I'm, 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 I'm old. So they're kids to me. But the way, it, it, it's hard to describe. I have not seen a fascinating group of millennials from that age group and that sector of life since the hills. I'm talking about Chris and Caballeri, mm-hmm. Lauren Conrad, Heidi, Spencer, you know, Audrina. Like, I've, I've never seen a group of millennials in that sector of life who are tailor-made for television because at the end of the day, what I love about the Vanderpump Rules cast Yes, they're rich and famous and all these things. They still have this sense of normalcy, like the way they converse with each other, the way they allow themselves to behave. It's not like, and y'all going to read me for saying this, but it's fine. Y'all read me anyway. It's not like Housewives, where once Housewives get a taste of fame, all of a sudden it's it's about my brand. And I'm not going to argue anymore because I'm all about peace and love and happiness. Or I'm not going to give you a moment. I'm not, you know, it's I, I don't like that. And one thing I will give those Vanderpump Rules kids is the fact that they are still very relatable in the sense of what's happening in their everyday lives. And and when I saw Lisa, and again, because I haven't watched the show in 10 years, when I saw Lisa sit next to Andy, I was like, why the fuck are you here? And then when she started interacting, I was like, honey, you, you're aged out. You got to go. I'm only interested in these kids and what they have going on. So I don't think, and, and, and I like Lisa Vanderpump. I'm just saying for Vanderpump Rules, the game has changed. The show, from what I was told, was on the verge of being canceled, possibly, because it was no longer interesting. And the people who are going to save the future of Vanderpump Rules is going to be the Toms, that 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 amazing James Kennedy, the super gorgeous and super villainous um, Lala, Raquel, Katie, Sheena. Like, I'm invested in them. As a producer, when you think of, okay, so you're thinking about Ariana refusing to film with Tom and Raquel, but we need to move forward with the next season, including Tom and Raquel and Ariana and everyone, like what kind of like puzzle would you put together? Like how, how would you make it work if you had to? Great question. Listen, no one gives me an ultimatum. You're off the show. If you do that, like there, there's ways of saying things like, for the, for my, you know, for the safety of dot, 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 then of course you take that seriously. So I, I, I want to make that very clear for someone's safety, physical safety, mental health safety, then yes, you take those things into consideration. Um, so I would need to know d- how deep it is, but I would easily, listen, if I was a producer or Ariana's friend or the owner of the company who produced it. And Alex Baskin is one of the most genius producers in the world. So shout out to him. Yes. I would easily say to Ariana, you are possibly the most popular reality star in the world right now. If you want to continue being that and take advantage of that outside of the show, you, you, it would work in your best benefit to make sure you continue being seen with them, to give her those moments. The moment you feel like you're bigger than the show or you have surpassed the scandal, no one's going to care about you. So those fake 
moving boxes, little move you did for your endorsement. No one's going to be contacting you. Ariana was on the fucking view. They transformed the set of the view to Vanderpump's rule set. So Whoopi wild. Goldberg hates reality television. So does Sonny Hostin. Thank you, Bethany. Um, <laughs> like the only one who's into it, who's into reality, um, is Sa- is Sarah and um, Alyssa. You are on the View. It's in your best benefit. If I were, I would say to the to Alex Baskin. Whatever you guys think you need, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. Tom needs it. Raquel needs it. Give this to us. You, 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 it's, it's in your best interest to do it. If you don't do it, all this fame and notoriety and endorsements is going to fall because no one's going to care. All right. Carlos King with a word. Well, there you go. Now, before I let you go, because again, everybody loves Evan, honey. <laughs> I recently saw you hanging out with one of my favorite housewives, Erica Jane, who yes. just announced she's having a Vegas residency. With that being said, you did an interview with her. What can you tell us is happening on this very anticipated season on Beverly Hills in terms of the overall scope and or what's happening with Erica Jane? So Erica Jane, she seems to be in a... In a, in a, in a, in a- Ooh, raindrops. I know, y'all. It was just getting juicy. But to hear more of my exclusive with Evan Real about this upcoming season of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, go on to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at the Carlos King underscore. And baby, it's a gag. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at the Carlos King underscore on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and yes, baby, my YouTube channel where you can get all of my visuals, baby, my expressions. Yeah, and don't forget, tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag Reality with the King. Reality with the King is a production of Kingdom Reign Entertainment. It is produced by Sierra Spragley Ricks and executive produced by me, Carlos King. Kingdom Reign Entertainment, baby! In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.